Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I am joined today and nearly mostly, kind of usually, terrible as always, terrible uh, by my friend and my business partner. You guys know who I'm talking about. Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. Soon to be ex-friend and ex-business partner if this <laughs> nonsense continues. <laughs> uh, you miss one week for, I consider, pretty serious reasons. And I get to live with this for the rest of my podcasting life. No doubt about it. You you missed this, you know, that episode for very serious reasons, but it's just not the first time. It's I see a pattern. You, you, you cannot include episode four and a half in this. You cannot. Oh, but it's right at the forefront of your mind. You knew exactly the episode I was talking about. I'm going to uh, let me just say it's not the first time you've brought it up behind the scenes. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. See, now now you've set the table for this. Now, next week, when you return to saying, as always, mm-hmm. the, uh, the audience will be thinking, well, not really. You missed one and a half. You've, you've sown a seed here, Joshua. So this is, the, this is the end of our friendship and partnership. Oh, my gosh. I, I just hear tears for fears in my head. <laughs> <laughs> there are tears, Joshua. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, Joshua Hatton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have so much so much to get to. I know, we do. And you, and you keep telling me to Simadonna, and I don't have it in me. I I am unable to Simadonna <laughs> with as much material as we have to cover in this episode. Yeah, so we're we're back at it. This is Jason. This is episode 15 after 14. We just had episode 14 and now we're in episode 15. I was episode 14. You know, I listen to what we record and I found out recently that all of a sudden you've stopped. <laughs> I've been busy. Just so busy. But you need to listen to my <laughs> masterful edits. They're just astounding. Astounding. I, I always enjoy your edits. You know that. Your edits are some of my favorite in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell the folks what it is, what we do, that we do? We haven't told the folks what it is, what we do, that we do in a long time. I feel like we've kind of stopped telling them. And and I know that we're gaining new listeners with every episode because yes. you have you have shared the, the crunched numbers with me. I have, yes. So so let, let's do it. Let's see how it works. Okay. We run mm. an independent bottling company called Single Cask Nation. Yep, heard it. Which has both online membership bottlings and in-store retail bottlings. Two separate lines, right? Separate lines. No bottles are shared between the two. We also run Whiskey Jubilee, a whiskey festival that has been running for six years in New York. Coming up on three years in Chicago, and we have completed two years in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And we also lead whiskey tours of Scotland called Whiskey Geek Tours. And that is the focus of last week's episode and the next, I want to say, few episodes. Yes, yes, indeed. Because we ran an absolute doozy that we have been building up to and describing to people. And now it's history. Yeah, it's behind us. It's in the annals of time. It's behind us and it's in the annals. Annals? (laughs) Potato, potato. (laughs) Uh, And Joshua? Yeah. We also run an industry podcast. Get out of here. And I thank everybody for listening to it (laughs) this very day and this very moment. Wow. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I don't know if, Jason, you can hear it. Maybe our listeners can hear it. Upstairs, I've got about six (laughs) 11-year-olds. Say no more. Say no more. (laughs) (laughs) No, now I feel I have to qualify it. it. 
Just leave it at that. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Happy birthday to my oldest daughter. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Who's 18. <laughs> and she just happens to have a bunch of 11-year-olds at her party. I'm sorry, that just struck me as incredibly funny. So <laughs> uh, you know, yes. We don't normally jump into it this quickly, but I, I just have to say that in the whiskey that I've got in my glass, I'm getting a note that I think is a quintessential Joshua Hatton Jew malt tasting note. Oh, wow. And I like how you're nosing your glass at the same time, and we have completely different whiskeys. <laughs> what am I going to get in the whiskey that's to totally different note. from yours? <laughs> this very dark, sherried whiskey that's in my glass. Oh, do I know is, what it is? Yeah, you do know what it is, yes. So give me some of these notes, and I want to <laughs> see if I can guess it from your notes. No, I'm only going to give you the one. The big, okay. the big Jumalt. Note that I think is quintessentially you. Yeah. Pickled walnuts. Is that the Procladi coming of age? <laughs> it's not, but you did get the right distillery. Yeah. Oh, right. Huh. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell the listeners later in the podcast. Oh, wow. And I by love, extension, yeah. you also. Oh, Yeah, I've got something in my glass now which reminds me of our trip to Isla. But not the herd of elephants that's running around upstairs. <laughs> damn herd of elephants. They're so loud. Yeah. I'm going to hazard, I guess, that this is not appearing on the podcast because in, in other episodes that I've listened to when I've known you and I have had noises, I, I've never picked them up. I don't listen to the podcast that loud, of course, but um, I have a hard time picking them up. I don't think this one's going to be picked up. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, if 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 it does get picked up. If it does. Dear listener. I apologize. My daughter and her five <laughs> friends apologize <laughs> as well. So what I have in my glass, and, and you're yes. right, we're, we're doing this uh, much sooner in the podcast than we normally do. Sooner. We have so much to get to. But this, this to me is quintessential Isla. When I think of Isla, I think of the scents within this glass. But it also reminds me of the vacation that I just got back from, which was fabulous. And I, I had a bit of a spiritual experience on that vacation. So are you drinking Kilholman 100% Isla? <laughs> no, but the distillery is correct. Because <laughs> a few episodes ago, you described that as quintessential Isla. And we got emails from people who did not agree with you. So I didn't say that it's quintessential Isla. I said that it was something other. I don't remember the, <laughs> the word that I used. You understand people who are looking to win this argument will go back into that previous episode, no, listen I, to what you said, and I, drop another email. I, I think what I said was there was no other whiskey that was as much an Isla whiskey as that whiskey. Something along those lines. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing myself. But that's a true statement. Okay, it's up to you, dear listener. Barley Take him to task on it. Barley to bottle. Okay. Okay. So, so we now know that I've got Brookladdy, correctly yeah. guessed by you, mm-hmm. and we know that you've got Kilholman, correctly guessed by me. Coincidentally, both distilleries will play a pretty big part in our conversation today. That is coincidental, because <laughs> <laughs> regular listeners know we do not do that much planning or research <laughs> to make things work, but we do get lucky very often. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Always the penis with you. <laughs> <laughs> your mind went. They're like, I could see you. Just the movement of your eyes. I knew exactly that you were thinking about the penis. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about a penis. <laughs> anyway. You don't get lucky with your penis? <laughs> this is really come off the rails. So, so, Jason. Yes. Last episode. Last episode. We kicked off our tour. We landed in Glasgow. We took. We did. The, we took the drive up to Oban. We did. People sadly pronounce Oban. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting one for me. No matter how many times I, I just tell them, just ignore the A. Pretend the A is not there. Oban. Yeah, Oban. And so we drove up to Oban. We enjoyed the West Coast whiskey fish, and then we, we were on our way, hopping the Oban yeah. ferry. 
Yeah, and I, I think we we said it last week, but it was a new route for us. We've led uh, a good number of of whiskey geek tours of Scotland, and and you know as as we mentioned previously, four of the people on this tour had been on tour with us previously, and so we had the opportunity to take them on a new route. And so this was down the west coast, uh, dropping in at Collinsey, and then coming in the northwest tip of Isla, mm-hmm. uh, going through the Sound. And uh, getting into Port Askeg. So uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a very interesting little route. Four hours on the ferry, n- not a problem when you're eating fish and chips, as some people wear, and drinking whiskey, as some people wear, and smoking cigars on deck, as some people wear. So yeah. I think I might have just dis- described the one person in all three of that. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> moving right along. And fancy free. So we had an interesting moment, actually. So after after landing at Port Askeg at about half past eight, we um, we were on the ferry mm-hmm. with our good friends Jess and Sweet Scott. Yep. And we thought we already had dinner plans, but we thought about grabbing a quick dinner with them at the Bally Grant Inn. We had no reservation. There were a lot of us, and we walked in, and it wasn't going to work. So we we returned to thinking, okay, we'll go to the place where we're already going to have dinner. And just as we're waiting to pull out the car park, in drives a pickup truck at high speed. Yes. And out steps Johnny Mundell, (laughs) (laughs) who we knew was on Isla instead of being in LA where he lives and works. We knew he was on Isla, but he had been in the water already with our swimmers. Where they had done their blessing at Cody Vrecken. Yeah, they, they swam to the whirlpool naked. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of or shy about because in the temperature of that water, everybody is experiencing the same shrinkage. Yeah, but that whirlpool does something, I imagine. Just a guess. <laughs> You're a whirlpool fetishist? Like, what's happening? <laughs> You're talking about this whirlpool like... Oh yeah, but I, I know things about whirlpools. <laughs> I was just on vacation. I, I met a whirlpool or two while I was on vacation. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so they'd done that part. They'd done the blessing in the Cory Brecken, and uh, they had then uh, begun the swim from Ardbeg to Lafroy. Mm-hmm. And he, as as we came to get used to over the course of that week. Johnny was barefoot and shivering yes. like he might die. But also full on. <laughs> full on like a freight train. Animated, one yeah. might say. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's a better term. <laughs> full on like a freight train, by which I mean animated. Yeah, he, he'd already had the beginnings of an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he described it, uh, the experience he'd already, uh, the bonds he'd started to to build with uh, Chad and Justin. Yeah, it was absolutely remarkable bumping into him. But A, we didn't want to spend too long talking to him because, as I mentioned, we thought he was going to die. And <laughs> B, we had to get to dinner on Isla, which, yeah. you know, if, if you live really anywhere in America... Getting dinner at half past eight on a Saturday, really not the hardest thing in the world. If you're on Isla, half past eight sounds to a lot of people like 2 a.m. Um, and that you are just taking the world's biggest risk if you haven't already eaten. Um, yeah. But but we knew, we knew that there was an Indian restaurant. we've done it before. In Bowmore. Mm-hmm. That serves lovely, lovely, lovely Indian food. And we told Johnny's cousin, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're just going to head down and get some Indian food. And he was like, oh, don't you have things to do tomorrow? We were like, yeah, we're really busy. He said, well, that's not going to work if you're dead. And we're like, I don't think we're going to die eating Indian food on Isla. But it was interesting. He wasn't the only person to talk like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we even had a bona fide 
Southern Indian gentleman, Bino Gopal. Yeah, he was a real in our, Indian. In our tour group. Yeah, real live Indian. Yeah. And I, I could see when we walked in, he was looking a little bit sideways. It was our, you know, our first group meal on I Love this tour. Well, the restaurant and, isn't much to look at. And we took him for Indian. And uh, and he's an he's an elitist when it comes to Indian food. Rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. And he thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. It worked out just beautifully. None of us died. Nope. None of us. None of us had sideways tummies in the morning. Nope. It was it was really great food, and so I just wanted to get that into the podcast because I would I would hate for people to go to Isla uh, by themselves think oh there's an indian restaurant i should check that out only to have people tell them to avoid it because it's good food yeah it's damn good food yeah i wish people would go and support it so right now i know i could really go (laughs) (laughs) so okay so a nice dal with some fresh naan oh oh yes so far the majority of our time has been spent talking about isla indian food okay so we finished up the food, yep, rather tasty Indian food with a happy Indian amongst our number. Mm-hmm. We went and checked out our accommodation, mm-hmm. uh, two houses for our nine total people. Yes. And then we had a wee sleep. And then in the, the morning, the Sunday morning, we were ready with the sun splitting the heavens mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. off to Lafroig to meet with Chad and Justin to check the lay of the land with Johnny Mundell, Johnny the Scot. Yeah. And really just to to start building, right? We got to meet the, the two film crews. Yeah. Uh, the one that would spend some time with us, the one that would always be on the boat with the swimmers. Uh, we got to look over at the Mull of O. Just a, a wee bitty round the corner. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so there we were standing at Lefroy with our, with our swimmers, with our film crew, with our guests. Uh, with a wee dram of of Lafroig mm-hmm. and uh, talking about what the day held, and it was our first time watching the swimmers. I feel nice. I'm sore. I'm tired. Yeah. I just had two breakfasts. Yeah. Like Lily walked in. Like they, a they, said, they said. They said. Um, what do you want for breakfast? I'm looking at the menu, and I went. I'll have the smoked salmon scrambled egg. Yeah. I'll have a full breakfast. And my Matthew's like, I'll have a bowl of porridge. They <laughs> <laughs> run out, they try to split it, and I was just like, just... <laughs> need more. Seems like when you're ready you, for 11 When did you start to warm up? Um, the chips, to be honest. Okay. You looked like death warmed up when we saw you. I felt bad, you're in bare feet. Oh, that was, I was, I was feeling, no, that was so, I was feeling, no, I was feeling good. Okay. I was feeling good. Okay. <laughs> most incredible. Incredible. Like, I saw your email this morning. I just like I d- could sense it. Yeah. It just um. The kelp. Fields? The kelp fields. You're swimming. The water is crystal, and you're just you're touch. There was points where you're swimming, and the kelp's only a foot and a half. There was points where you were swimming. It was so shallow that you could touch rocks with your hand. All like right. if you imagine the stroke, your hand comes up, and then comes down. So from the length of your elbow to your hand is kind of your distance down into the water. Okay. A couple of times you're hitting rocks, and huh. you could feel rock below the. You could, and, and you think about the way the rocks are here yeah. and the way the weather can get. Yeah. The rock has survived the weather for, <laughs> like, it, that's how hard the rock is. Oh, my word. And I, yeah. I haven't found the words yet to get that, the, the, the strength of the rock. The, the, and the I other thing was, when, see, when you were above the kelp, the water was so warm. Oh, really? It was t- t- two or three degrees warmer than when you were on deep. Over oh. the kelp? So, over the kelp. But you think about the sun has been sitting on oh, the yeah, like yeah, insulated, sure, sure, so you've yeah. got this area of really warm. Particularly, there was a warm spot just uh, west of Lagavulin, um, and we were sitting there going, "Wow!" I'm going, "This is really nice." You get around one cove beyond Lagavulin, yeah, and then there must be about six different coves, and I didn't hadn't calculated yet. I didn't know from the boat trip how many coves there were. Uh-huh. So every time we got around a corner. I was like, are there you? Where's this fucking distillery? Like, when are we going to get there? And at the same time, the water, it gets deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got literally a, a rock ledge that's just going from looking below the water, it's just going sheer down. Yeah. And that depth of water, that's just taking the heat oh. out of your body. Oh, you so, can't generate it fast oh, enough. No, you just, it's yeah. just, you're, you feel like you're being drawn down into it. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I'm new to swimming. Like, it's been three years. The most exciting 
event in my life that didn't involve my wife or my kids was swimming the Golden Gate Channel. Yeah. Like floating mm. under the bridge and feeling the weight and the power of that water. And yesterday was something else. And it was yeah. it was just this three, these three stages. Like Ardbeg to Lagavulin was just swimming and cuddling, being cuddled by kelp. Wow. And it's just these thick ribbons and they're, they're, they're over your body. There's about a, a foot and a half of water between you and the top of it in places. And you just felt you just felt you were being cuddled, <laughs> and I felt invincible. <laughs> and the other thing, having the two boys in the water, like having like I, we we met yesterday, and I like if he's in trouble, I will be flying over to like yeah kill whatever the trouble is that's, yeah. that's causing for him. <laughs> just, I, I, just, I would take off all my clothes and just jump in after him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would happen. I, that's what I just happen. that's the relationship that we formed over the three miles between the two. And while we're all together, we have a gift for each of you. Uh, it's a welcoming gift Thank to the expedition. You. If you open them up, and it's from our entire expedition team. Yeah. <coughs> Thank you. Start the content. So, uh, nice. first, you have the official expedition patch, which we have a selkie coming out of a cask of whiskey, floating, spinning around in the Cory of Reckon, and essentially says, "Baptism in the Cory of Reckon, funeral over the peat." So it means wow. to kind of be come from the ocean, birth from the ocean, and then. Killed by whiskey. Yeah, beautiful. And I think that uh, certainly, uh, at least the three swimmers can can uh, atone to that as a lifestyle. You, and then next you have a, a pocket square or a flag, whatever you want to do with it, <coughs> made from the Discover Isle of Tartan, and we have uh, made by Woolen Mills, made by Gordon at Woolen Mills, and yeah. this is designed where the um, the magenta or purple represents the heather, the yep. beautiful heather flowers. The yellow represents the f uh, flowers of spring. The green represents the grass, and the blues represent both the locks and the ocean. Yeah. And if you smell it, this is a very special pocket square in the fact that yesterday, <laughs> after our, our initiation and rituals, we took these and dipped them into the heart, into the eye of the Cory of Rex. <laughs> Man. And the story is, if those who haven't heard it, is that legend has it that ancient witches would go to the Cory of Reckon with their tartans and their wool and wash it in the spinning waters, yeah. and that's by wearing that, they would have the power. So by carrying this with you, you gentlemen will both have the power of Corey Reckon with you for the rest oh, of the day. Oh, beautiful. Thank you very much. Cheers. 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 Thank you so yep. much for Thank bringing us. Cheers, Cheers. Shake all you want. Yeah. I want a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited I got I'm the patch and I didn't have to go yeah. into the water. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. No, you, you, well, none of us would be in the water if you guys didn't bring us here. Well, so. cool. Thank so, you. And for all of your guests on the hey. trip also, hey. yeah, hey. you all earn your patch. You're all officially beautiful. part of the expedition, yeah. but you have to drink. Quite a hefty amount to kind of show honor that patch. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> we already started yeah, that. Started on uh, what really struck me uh, in that moment was, and it's a silly thing to think, but the support boat uh, captained by Gus, who mm, did a, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing, amazing work yeah. with our swimmers and kept them safe. Um, he was just out in the bay. He didn't come right in. So he's just out in the bay, and I I just imagined our swimmers somehow having a lift uh, out to the boat to begin their swim, hmm. and they just walk down the little jetty right beside the Lafroig distillery, mm -hmm. got in the water, started swimming, and that was going to be them until they got to the Mullavaux. So Jason. Yes, Joshua. After our time with the swimmers... Uh, our tour of Lafroig. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A little later that afternoon, maybe early evening, mm -hmm. you and I took our guests uh, along with Jess and Swede Scott, and we drove that very treacherous road up to the Mullavaux to head up to the American Monument. We did. And one of the good things uh, to insert at this point is that whenever we lead a Whiskey Geek tour, we provide our guests with no information zero <laughs> mm -hmm. we just let them know come with us chill you're gonna have an amazing whiskey time and for the first couple of days folk are always saying so where are we going now or what are we doing now what what's happening now and just to try and set the scene a little bit for people there's that eight mile straight road from Bowmore yeah. to almost Port Ellen. You do yep. a little couple of twists and turns and then you're in Port Ellen. So, but it's an eight-mile straight road. Meanwhile, coming out of Port Ellen, you've got a choice. If you don't take the high road, you make a left turn, then you make a right turn, 
and you're on that long straight again. Yep, sort of the main strip. Yep. The the road to the Mull of All that we were using because we were coming south uh, on that long straight. We instead of taking the left turn that everybody expected to head back Port Ellen, Lafroy's <laughs> yes. down there, like Avalon's down there, yeah. Ardbeg's along there. Instead of taking that left turn, we kept going straight, and people had no Scooby where we were going, none, no idea what we were gonna do, and then we started driving that treacherous single track road yeah. to get up to the bird sanctuary. Yes. That makes up the Mull of all. But there's also farmland around there, mm-hmm. right? And so people, I, I, I did, I, I had some people in our car say, so is this where you dump the bodies? <laughs> like, it's it's that remote. It's that you remote, know, yeah. The American monuments up there, um, the, as I say, farmland, bird sanctuary, it's a mile from the parking lot up to the to the American Monument. Yeah, a little gingerly little walk. Yeah, right, easy peasy, easy stuff. And then once you're actually at the Mull of Hole, you're looking down over the top of Lochendal, and you're looking across uh, to Portnahaven, mm-hmm. uh, often referred to as the the end of the world. Uh, and you can look back up and across Lochendal to Brookladdy. It's mm-hmm. it's astounding. astounding. And the weather that we had, oh, we could even look south over to Ireland, uh, which is 20 miles away, and we could look at what would have been east uh, to look over. Um, uh, <laughs> this is why we don't let you talk. <laughs> why would you look at Jura if you were looking east, you numpty? Oh, no, because that's you, the other way, yes. You why look over you the Mullican Tire and back onto the mainland. Yes, sorry. So, but but here, my point that I'm making here is from the Mull of All, with the weather that we had, you can see everything around 360 everything. degrees. Yeah, it was it was a remarkable setting, uh, and we surprised our guests with a tasting, hosted by Sweet Scott and Jess of Valinche Tastings. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing you know you and i had had never been there our guests had never been there jess and sweet scott had never been there so the thing that i found most pleasing about that evening tasting at the mull of all aside from the whiskey and the good company was that we had just enough breeze that there were no midges (laughs) and i I think that the the thing that our, our guests came to realize over the course of that week is that the end of July, with good weather in Scotland, comes an insane number of midges yeah. that are teeny tiny and will gnaw away at your scalp. Yeah, they're, they're airborne piranha. Your, oh, oh, that's yeah. exactly correct. Yeah. Exactly correct. Yeah. They'll nibble on your ears and your earlobes. They'll get to the back of your neck behind your ears. If you're wearing shorts, they'll get your ankles and your knees. They are relentless. Awful. And you have you have no chance of killing them. And you have no chance of hiding behind a screen. Yeah. Because they are tiny. Oh, my goodness. But the wind blew. What, what was interesting about the wind blowing... And I, I'm not sure if we got photographs of this or any video, but we were actually opening up our jackets and putting our glass of whiskey inside <laughs> our jacket and ducking down our heads. Yeah. We looked like like mother penguins or, or penguins in general, um, sticking their beaks down just for, the, for their sense to keep warm. But for us just to get any kind of scent out of our glasses without the wind just weaking it away. Well, yeah, because it was more than a breeze. There there was a wind about us, to so much so that I didn't record anything. So <laughs> our listeners just have to trust us that we had an amazing time up oh, there. Yeah. We did. Holy yeah. moly. We had, we had some real treats. Jess and Sweet Scott really treated us well. Yeah. Uh, one of the best tastings I've ever attended for, you know, partly the quality of the whiskey, partly the quality of the weather, uh-huh. partly the view that we had from up there. 
Uh, partly the company, partly we knew that's where the swimmers had come out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, they had they had great tides to make their swim. Mm-hmm. They completed their swim two hours early that day. There were a couple of times where they where they completed their swims a little early, mostly because of the tides. Yeah, we're helping true. them along. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad when it can work work like that. So no, I, I think for a Sunday and for a first kind of you know real day or big day of the tour, yeah, we started on the Saturday. Um, but for that first full day of the tour on Isla, it was remarkable. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that tasting up at the American Monument. You know, if if anybody had any woes in their life or if <laughs> if they felt upset about anything, you just get up there and you are treated to one of the most stunning views that I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Well and, and we've we've taken tours over to Portnoy Haven before and kind of stood at the end of the world and marveled at you know the the Atlantic battering against mm. the the southwestern side of Isla, but standing up on the Mull of All, yeah, is is a completely different look, um, and just the the just the sky was massive, and, uh, and then when we were done the tasting, we started walking back to the car, our cars. We just had the sun setting behind us. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it was a beautiful, clear <clears throat> sunset going on behind us as well. So I, I'm given, and we'll talk about this a, a little bit uh, maybe in the next episode. But given that whenever you go to Island, you make very special plans. If they're outdoor plans, they can be scuppered in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. the fact that we planned an outdoor tasting at the Mullaval. <laughs> <laughs> that could have gone so wrong, so bad, so yeah, fast, yeah. and it and it didn't. It was perfect. Even if we'd had that amazing weather and no wind, it would have been completely ruined by the midges. Mm-hmm. You'd have just had the midges eating you nonstop yeah, the whole no, time you're no, trying to enjoy exactly whiskey. Exactly what they, we needed. It was perfect. It, everything was perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I was I I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And so did everybody on tour, of course. And Jess and Sweet Scott loved it as well, and they yeah. were our hosts. Yeah. So yeah. So and then it was very simple. Back to the houses, drink a wee bit more whiskey and the company of good friends, mm-hmm. open some special bottles and mm-hmm. uh and, and get ready for the Monday morning. Woke up, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. So when we wake up on Monday morning, yeah. The weather again is fantastic. It's really nice, yeah. But we've done the thing. That we do in all of our tours. Okay. Which is that Sunday has been so good that people say, that was amazing. I don't know how you're going to top that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And we always, you know, we, we plan these down to the second. Um, there's, there's nothing missing in our plan. And we do firmly believe that it will build from day to day to day. Oh, right? yeah. yeah that's, that amazing that's the day that you started yes. with, that was, a, that was a table setter. It'll get better from here, believe it or not. And yet, at the end of each day, folk take you aside and they go, that was, that was incredible. That was amazing. That's, <laughs> I've never had a whiskey experience like that. Yeah. What are you going to do tomorrow? So just between you, me, and our listeners, I, I do get a little bit nervous, a wee teeny bit nervous that the next day, for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. you're you're relying on other people. Yep, as always. That it might not top the day before. Oh, that's and, the concern, right? You always want to build. Always, but, yeah. And so we focused on the Lagavulin distillery on our Monday. Right, the entire day. Yep. Our day. And we had a tour. Yep. That Diageo did not want recorded. Yep. Apologies, dear listeners. However, we then yeah. went into the warehouse with Pinky, Ian MacArthur, to Thank give him you. his Sunday name. You'd also remember Pinky or Ian MacArthur on an episode of Parks and Rec when uh, Ron Swanson went to the Lagavulin Distillery. 
Pinky's an interesting one. He is he's very good company. He runs that warehouse tasting fantastically well. Oh, and you great. you sit around the casks and they empty them with a valanche and they pour them into a bottle, then into your glass, and you just sit and you drink Lagavulin straight from the cask in the warehouse with a guy who's an absolute legend at the distillery. <laughs> That's not a bad Monday morning. <laughs> Five cast friend whiskies yeah. and one you can only buy in Lagavulin. Now, a lot of people here from America, so I hope they're going to give us the right answer why we use American cast. Because we can't. So we can't use them again. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Can't use them again. The reason being in the law in America says you can only use the cast one. Your American bar holds 200 litres. You've got a smaller one in there between you. It's a quart cask. It holds 100 litres. So remember, the American one holds 200 litres. Next one you've got here is called a hogshead. It holds 250 litres. Next one here is a sherry butt. It holds between 5 and 5.50. And this one here is like myself, small and dumpy. <laughs> it's called a punchin. It holds between 5 and 5.50. There's no point in asking them on this side, folks, because I've seen a few of them before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Lagavulin means? Yeah. No, Mahal. I'm Mahal. What, you was here before. You're <laughs> <laughs> showing off, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know this one, too. Which is the best whiskey to get? <laughs> the wrong answer. Any one you get for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all let know, folks, who's the best nose of the when they come back in, they'll smell it off them, won't they? <laughs> You've all heard about the angels shared? In America, it's Donald Trump shared. He's no angel. I'm telling people to take back a bottle for him, to give it to him, but I'm not telling them what to do with it. <laughs> single cask. What's a single cask? Is it a Freud? No, single cast nation or independent bottle. Independent bottle. Yes. In America. In America. In America. Come visit us, please. One of the things that I really enjoyed. Now, again, he is a legend. Legend. Right? However, here he is, and there's probably you know, when you're in when you're in the warehouse tasting, it's not a private thing. You are booked on a larger um package with, with a bunch of other people. But what made this a very personal experience for me was the fact that Pinky spent a disproportionate amount of time picking on our good friend Bino Kopal, the uh, the aforementioned Indian in our group. Yeah, he, he remembered him from our, our previous tour. He remembered him from a fish that, that Bino attended. It was... You know, you know, if you're leading that warehouse tasting as well, you're going to gravitate to the people that are good company. Mm. You're going to gravitate to the people that are laughing at your jokes and giving some back and, and doing their best to hold on for dear life, <laughs> uh, un understanding what's happening. Um, and, and I, you know, he, he definitely worked the room. He's definitely mm. got a gift for that. But, yes, he's, he's got certain little party pieces that he has that he took up a notch with Bino. <laughs> yes. Um, what, one, of, one of the great ones uh, being that as he's shaking the, the container to show you the youth or the age or the, or the alcohol level. Yeah, the oils. And, yeah. Right, the oils. And then he'll, he'll invariably give some, somebody who's bald, he'll give them the blessing uh, as he rubs and wipes his hands uh, on the top of their heads, which everybody loves. <laughs> uh, 
Bino got a got a good extra pour going on there. Uh, I, I think Bino was able to drink some of what was cascading off the top of his head. Uh, which, which isn't to say Bino is bald by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he does keep his hair high and tight. You're being very kind. He's getting bald. I hope he's listening to this. He's losing it. Anyway. <laughs> I think you're only allowed to say that because it's true of you as well. Hey, that's not true. It's not true. It won't happen. <laughs> so we had the tasting with with uh, with Pinky. There were whiskeys ranging in age from five years in a refill sherry butt up to a 34-year-old, if I remember correctly, uh, with me personally, the 19-year-old, and that was a second fill sherry cask, sherry hoggy, really, really taking it, taking the cake uh, a, a wee bit funky, but I, I enjoyed it greatly. But, and I know what you're going to say here, so I'm going to let you take the reins, because we've done the warehouse tasting before, right? We know what to experience. Four of our seven guests had done the warehouse tasting before. They knew what to experience. In the next Lagavulin thing that we did, we experienced something that none of us expected, and I want you to take us there. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jason? Or am I just, because you look shell-shocked? When we did the Lagavulin experience tasting? The sensory. No, the, the Lagavulin sensory tasting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We had the pleasure of Hazel's company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, I've met at Kalila before. That was my first time uh, spending time with her at Lagavulin. But um, she was saying, so so when was this? Like the, the end of July, like July in the July 20s, right? Yeah. Yep. And she said to us, this is only the second time this year I've led this sensory tasting outside. <laughs> That's right, because of the weather. And yeah. the first time was this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So an almost full seven months of Lagavulin sensory mm-hmm. experience tasting. And she's been outside twice in the one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the type of weather we had going on. Really? I, I got a little sunburn uh, on my temple uh, and on my left ear, the side that was facing the uh, the sun. Because obviously, I call it obviously, yeah. Obviously, I'm Scottish, um, and but we did, we had we had a lovely time there, and yeah, that was a very different experience for all of us. Again, able to introduce a new wrinkle to the tours for guests that were coming back, and also just to ramp up the quality of that tour mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't I don't really want to talk about the tasting itself because it was a very very good tasting that existed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, what I want to just briefly mention is. There were nine of us. Yes. And and it was it was just going to be the nine of us with Hazel doing this tasting experience. <laughs> yeah. And and out of nowhere at the last second, one person got added to our group. By Lagavolin. By Lagavolin. And so so I I remember sitting there because I'm and you're doing the same when you're on tour. I'm gauging everybody's experience. Yes. Within the moment. How's yes. this going over? Who's enjoying this? Who's paying attention? Who's fading out? Who's drinking too much? Who's right. potentially upset that another person may be added? Exactly. 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 That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. So I'm. So we're watching the same thing. Yeah. And and he was, he was a quiet fella. He just mm-hmm. kind of sat at the corner of the table and didn't really say two words. And we made all of our usual jokes and inappropriateness and interrupted and ask questions when you're not meant to and and all the usual stuff and and the guy just kind of sat quietly and kept taking it and then we're wrapping up with the lag of woolen that we're tasting and this guy on the corner of the table says would you mind i brought something to taste would you be interested in tasting it now, come on, you're talking to nine people on a Whiskey Geek tour. Heck yes, we will taste anything you pull out your bag. So so that's interesting that you, that you say that. So I, I had the heck yes thing, but I also, getting back to that fear, I'm thinking, here's, <laughs> here's a guy that's potentially hijacking 
this <laughs> wonderful experience that we've been having. And and I want it, you know, I want it to keep on building, 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 building. And here's this guy who we don't know, but he seems like a wonderful chap. We still don't know him. Nothing about him. And and you know, it's it's also the rule follower in me who's thinking, oh, he's gonna want to break something out. Hazel's not gonna <laughs> like this. Big, you know, Big Diageo is going to come and, you know, <laughs> put the kibosh on, so on and so forth. So I'm ner- You're excited. I'm nervous. Oh, no, I, I was I was still nervous about all of those okay. elements you just, just described. Yeah. But in terms of nine whiskey geeks being offered whiskey, absolutely, right? Let's see where this goes yeah. if we get away with it. it exactly, right? I, right? And so I agree I, with yes. you on the rule following. If, if we get away with this, let's do this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And he goes into his backpack. Yeah. And he pulls out a, a whiskey tube that has Glenfiddich on it, and it's the Glenfiddich Twelve or something. 12, I didn't even yeah, pay was, attention, right? I just I saw 12. Glenfiddich, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this guy has completely misjudged the group. Not that there's anything wrong with Glenfiddich, and many people enjoy it, and it sells incredibly well. Decent little twelve year old whiskey. Yeah, but we've got a cask strength crowd who want to be drinking straight from the cask as often as possible, who want to be drinking new make spirit straight from the still as much as possible. And here's a Glenfiddich 12 on the table. And the group got a little subdued. Yeah. And the guy pops the top of the canister, puts his hand in, he says, oh, it's not what it says on the canister. Starts pulling out the open bottle. Yeah. Of 21-year-old Lagavulin 2007 release. That 2007 release. And I said, I, I said to the guy, without any shadow of a doubt, this is my favorite whiskey of all time. And, and it's funny because Pinky makes a joke when he asks the crowd, what's your favorite whiskey? And people start, Lagavulin, and then they name things. And Pinky always says, no, the one in my glass. <laughs> I thought he said this time, the one that's free. He said that this time, the one that's free. So he mixes it up. Mixes it up. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't want the guy to think, oh, just because you pulled that out, that's my favorite of all time. That, hands down, across the board, has been my favorite. But, but I think you and I, may ha- we were in an echo chamber because... <laughs> I said the exact same thing, I think at the exact same time, because I have yet to have a whiskey that comes close to that 21-year-old Lagavulin in the 2007 release. It's absolutely flawless. It's, there's, Um, yes, so go on, yes. So, so the guy pours it, everybody gets their own dram of this, which is out of this world, and he just hands us the bottle and says, he didn't pour it. He let just us pour, pour your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just pour, pour your own dram. And so <laughs> it was amazing. We were all very respectful of that. Of course. Nobody yes. took advantage. No. Just did a very nice pour to get the taste of it. It was it was amazing sharing. And then just to show the way that whiskey camaraderie builds, we all to a person cheersed the guy, toasted the guy. William, and by the way. William, and said, William. We're later on when we get back to our place, we're just gonna be opening some bottles and drinking some stuff. Do you have an opportunity to come join us? Mm-hmm. And and he did. He he came over um and we had a, a great time just chatting away with the guy, talking whiskey, talking about what he did. Uh he was over from the Netherlands, uh doing a, a, an amazing tour of Scotland, a full tour of Scotland, and was spending one day on Isla. Yeah, with his mum. Yeah. That's that's why Lagavulin put him into our group because he didn't have a chance to come back another day. Yeah, exactly. and they didn't want him to miss out on the opportunity. Yeah, he then sat, drank with us back in our hotel, uh, back in our hotel, <laughs> back in our house, and um, yeah, we just drank away and talked, told stories, and he left us maybe ten, half past ten to to drive over to Port Haven where he had his accommodation. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. It, it was it was just one of those things that. As much as you and I were very much in the moment with our guests getting nervous, it's amazing what can happen with whiskey when you allow it to happen. Yeah. When you're open to the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And 
all of that happening on Isla. Yeah, it's 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 you're right. When you just let things happen, maybe worry about things less, be open to things, right? Oh, and I, and yeah. I you know, it was it was a valuable lesson because I felt like a like a massive asshole after being worried, after being slightly grumpy mm-hmm. uh, about the guy being added into our group. It was it was amazing to have such a turnaround yeah. from grumpy to this is the best thing that could ever have happened. Well, you, know, you definitely were an asshole. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh, Joshy, Joshy, Joshy. That was a hell of a Monday. Yeah, a hell of a Monday. And we still had how many days on Isla? <laughs> well, yeah, plenty. <laughs> so speaking of plenty, right, we actually had one more day on Isla before we went to Campbelltown. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about that because now we are getting to what's in our glass. So we have this amazing Monday that now has to be topped by a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so in my opinion, the day couldn't have started any better. Right, we wake up. You guys come to our accommodation, which ended up being our home base. Yeah, right? yeah, it was it was nice having an HQ. Yeah, and get a little nosh in us, a little coffee, a little juice, etc., uh, etc. Et and we head over to Kilhoman, and we had been expecting James, uh, James Wills, who is the one of the sons of the of the owners, Anthony Wills. Uh, who is going to be leading us on our tour. The the very same James Wills, who was interviewed for a recent episode of One Nation Under Whiskey. Yes, if you want to check out that previous episode, look for the one with James Wills of Kilhoman, and you get to hear about the uh, the omelets that we ate while we were <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> that was the best part of the, the interview. I wouldn't say it was the best part, but it was a good part. Mm, okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we so we head over to Kilhoman, and we are greeted by the lovely uh, Leah Ferguson, mm-hmm. and she let us know that uh, James was a bit delayed, so he was flying into Isla from Edinburgh. I was going to say we we already knew he was delayed. Our accommodation was across the road from the airport. Oh, right. We, we knew no the plane airplanes. hadn't come in. <laughs> There's one plane. You know if it's in or not. We yeah. knew that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she, you know, she being the the lovely, uh, ever kind host that she is, she said, do you mind if I start your group off? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it was lovely. Yep, no, absolutely she was great. fantastic. Yep, she, yep. she was great. Yep, really wonderful. And... Yep. We had seen her at the Auburn Fish on Saturday. We did. She was behind the table there. She yeah. was. She was one of two people behind the table. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was nice to see her again, especially at the distillery. Yeah. So so we meet with Leah, and we're about to start the tour where she will take us to the malting floor to start. Uh, but all of a sudden, <laughs> people walk in. There's this incredibly dapper man. That was exactly my intro to it as well. Yep. Yep. This incredibly well-dressed man appeared out of nowhere. So the swimmers just out of the blue. Now, we had told them that, you know, we, we were going to be at the Kilhoman Distillery. We did not expect them to surprise us at the Kilhoman Distillery. It's like this whirlpool was doing that. So it was basically like a net, like a natural net was catching all this fish. And there was like, I don't know. 50 seals bobbing up and eating fish, well, and they're like, yeah. all of yeah. spinning. They're all just spinning around. Yeah, they're all just going around, and they're just like, the kettle. <laughs> the kettle. It's called the kettle. It's a it thing. Wild. It's a thing. Yeah, and we, got, we were getting, yeah, we got yeah. we were getting pulled into it until Gus was like, yeah. Get out, get out, get out. Like, so okay. Gus has saved our life at least three times so far. You don't feel it. You don't even know. so big. So that's around the rock. And there's all the seal heads popping in. Holy shit. So why is it 
Why is it that Core of Wrecking gets all of the recognition if there is... It's bigger and more violent. Yeah. Like, it is, but it's... The Core of Wrecking is just different. It's the biggest. And it, like... There's oh, a Core of Wrecking is bigger. This was just more concentrated and more, like, wicked-looking. And it stays in one spot, whereas the Core of Wrecking, like, pops up here, and it's a giant whirlpool, and then it pops up here, and it's a giant whirlpool, and it, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, so it's not one whirlpool. It's a lot of whirlpools. It's just this giant body of water that's... That, it's it's a huge body of water that's coming through two small like a small channel between two big islands yeah. and then there's a giant spike the pinnacle that comes up out of the water and so that like it's all these things that play together but it's just violent and it's just you know it pops up here pops up here and pops up here through that whole area so it's huge I mean it, the core of is definitely more impressive this was just like you could see it all in one place for, for a while so uh so she took us into the to the malting floor a little bit to where we were greeted by a glass of 100% Isla. Some people consider the quintessential Isla dram. It's just the most Isla of drams because it's 100%. I think your use of most might be a little too vague. It's 100%. <laughs> like you can't get any more. You try to be 110%, it doesn't work. You can be 100%. Barley to bottle, Jason. A little bit on after the malting floor, after, you know, seeing the stills and the washbacks and the mash ton, uh, mash ton over at uh, Kilhoman. In pops James Wills to where he says, do you guys mind if I take over? Uh, to where we said, Leah, we love you. <laughs> But James did want to show us some uh, some casks in the warehouse. And this is something you don't always get to do, which is to go into the warehouse that's connected to the distillery or just to the side of the distillery and taste some casks, right? He was popping open some lovely jubbly casks. Yeah, the last time I was at Kilholman, which was as, as recently as last September with our Barrel Thief group, mm. Uh, that side of the the track into Kilholman was the farm. That was the the cow shed. Yeah, uh, and now there's a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, they're it, storing casks of whiskey instead of coos. Yeah, and I I think it's a wonderful upgrade. <laughs> and 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 just not too far from it is a new malting floor that they're building. That's going to be four times the size yep. of their current Kiln. malting floor. Yep. Yep. Kiln coming in. That's yep. uh, really looking forward to seeing that as it, as it develops and builds and gets used and gets featured in hundred percent Isla. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going from a capacity of 250,000 liters per year, maximum capacity to to 500,000 liters per year. They're they're basically building a whole new still house, new malting floors, etc. So if you love Kilhoman, you will have a chance to love it even more with even more whiskey uh, as time goes on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Watch this space as they say. <laughs> so getting a chance to taste whiskey from the cask in the warehouse with James so you can pretty much taste whatever you want to taste. Um, bar a few. There are some lunch. Yeah, yeah, we'll just put that. Yeah. That part I don't know. Yeah. But it does look a big basket. Josh handles it real well. Yeah. <coughs> don't get James done. <laughs> uh, right, I need a glass. Oh, here, take that. Yeah. One thing I want to say, Jason, before we move on to Brooklady, which was our next stop on the tour, uh, James took us to a, a place that I hadn't been before. I'm not sure that you had been there uh, previously, but we got a chance to go to their own barley farm and see barley that was probably going to be harvested within the next month or so. So it was it was growing. I think so yeah, yeah, right, and. And he had brought a bottle of 100% Isla with him as well. He had, he had not known that Leah had had started <laughs> off the tour with the bottle. And we mentioned that to him, that, that we had already had some. So we said, oh, you sure you want to taste this again? 
uh, yes, please, and thank you. We want to taste this again. <laughs> yeah, so, no, we've probably had enough whiskey for this morning. Yeah, I, I, no, we're probably all right. You know yeah. what? I'm I'm full. Um, <laughs> I'm fit to bark. <laughs> but I got to do something that I have always wanted to do. You know what it is, don't you? I do. I do. I was I was standing right beside you. <laughs> so I dropped down on my back and not I, for the first time hey hey <laughs> speaking and, your language and i made a barley angel look at you yeah it look was nice you. look at you <sighs> it's lovely you know it's just lovely for all the times that we've gone to scotland for all the times that we've done tours and granted you've done more tours than i have it's always focused on distillery, 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 warehouse, 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 etc. You don't get to see necessarily where it all begins, and that mm. is in a barley field. And that was, it was just so incredibly special for me personally to be well, it, to be there. It, it definitely puts the geek in whiskey geek, right? It's not just about slamming whiskey and getting drunk it's about the process yeah and it's about getting as early into that process as you can Mm -hmm. so to stand in a field of barley is really to be as far back as you possibly could be you're you're in the very very beginning of that process and then when you're drinking the 100 percent isla that will come about through the barley that you're standing in and you know it goes to the malt floor where you stood earlier and had some 100% Isla, it it pieces everything together so beautifully. Yeah, it does. Uh, that Yeah, it was. And again, it, by now we're Tuesday, and the sun was still splitting the heavens. Uh, spoiler alert for the very last time. For the, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, when the weather is amazing, you can go and plod about in a barley field and not have to worry about the yeah. mud or the puddles. And you can lie down in it and make a barley angel and make a twat yeah. yourself. Yeah. Without having to worry about getting you know mud all over yourself or yeah, you know something silly. So no, I, I thought I thought both James and Leah were were very kind with their time, uh, their 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 access uh, that they allowed us was second to none. I think the only thing we didn't see was the dry goods storage, which putting the geek and whiskey geek, I always <laughs> like to see dry goods storage. Yeah, where do where do you store your cartons? I am um, I'm intrigued. Um, so that's about the only thing that we missed. Yeah. But it was a tremendous visit, and they were very gracious. Right, stop that. Silly. And a bit suspect, I think. Time for a cartoon. Okay, I know we told everybody a little earlier on in the episode that uh, we would be meeting up with the folks at Brooklady in this episode, but here I am editing all of this down, and I realized that there's probably another 45 minutes or so left in the episode. So what I've decided to do is to spare you all uh, from having to sit through an hour and 45 plus minutes of a podcast and I'm splitting it up. So the podcast ends here, dear listener, but please do check back next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, after this one has posted for the remainder of this podcast. So normally we release a podcast every other Wednesday. Part two to today's podcast will be posted exactly one week from today. Hope you enjoyed everything. We sure as hell enjoyed being on Isla and being with James and Leah of Kilhoman and the good folks at, at Lagavulin and of course with the swimmers. Oh, uh, one last thing that I wanted to mention. I've been getting some questions about our intro and outro song. Uh, so what I've decided to do is post that uh, here after I'm talking. So you guys get to listen to the entire song uh, that we use uh, for the podcast. Now, this is from the band called The Way Down. All of these guys in the band are good and old friends of mine, and I'd been in bands with a few of them in my earlier days. Um, 
Anyway, the song is called Wooden Monsters. Hope you guys enjoy it all. See you in a week. Cheers. (laughs) 